0: Hello, hello. This is Dr. Kevin from TR, and welcome to this podcast. Today, we're going to talk about you don't have to be an associate if you don't want to be. Ooh, boy, that's a big one. One of the dirtiest little secrets in chiropractic today are associates that are stuck in dead end positions with little or no chance of advancement and the income of a fast food restaurant manager with king size debt of over $300,000 everyone is so impressed with you being a doctor and they believe you're really killing it but you're not not even close it seemed like such a good idea a good choice at the time to become an associate but in reality it wasn't and it isn't it simply doesn't make sense yet the majority of chiropractors find themselves overwhelmed by the choice of having their own office. They also believe strongly that chiropractic let them down. It done them wrong. Come on, guys. This podcast can literally change your life if you're the right kind of person. If you know you've got the talent, the drive, but you currently find yourself in circumstances not to your liking, turn off your digital distractions and tune into these concepts. Now, let's get thing one thing real clear. I'm not here to convince or to prove to chiropractors that you need to upgrade your practice. If you're happy with it, stick with it. But if you're not happy as an associate with your practice and your life, I'm here to help those that wish to change it in a hurry. I have a few concepts to share with you that have changed hundreds upon hundreds of chiropractors' lives and practices. Here they are. Concept number one. You took a job as an associate not because you wanted to, but because you were unprepared and untrained to open up your own practice. There's no disgrace in that. That's just the reality of the situation. You thought you lacked the drive, the ability, the ambition to own and operate your own office. Over 90% of your class did the same thing. There's nothing wrong with your choice, but it carries consequences that can scar you for a lifetime. And you're just, you're just not going to, you're missing out on all the fun that you could be with the exact same degree. Earning south of $50,000 is never a good idea. You'll also need a spouse to subsidize that decision. And you've got to take an oath of poverty to boot. Living this lifestyle means that you have to have a spouse or parents that they have to contribute to your decision to work for somebody. With females, we see less than a handful working full-time in their own practices with just a few years after graduating. Something is definitely wrong with this model, since when should raising a family be a penalty? Now, accepting your fate... With no choice of ever getting out is the dirty little secret so many chiropractors keep. It's simply not true. Nobody is going to do the work for you necessary, but if you're willing to do the work, you can have your own practice. Clear. Simple. Again, if you're satisfied with earning $38,000 a year, try paying off your student loans, your credit card debt, and raising a family. It simply cannot be done. You must have a co-dependent to help soften the debt load and agree to help pay it back with you. With every associate I've ever helped, out of the swamp of hopelessness, there was always relationship strain front and center. No exceptions. Because of this, your spouse will always have resentment and a negative feeling towards chiropractic. It's not a good thing. The second concept I want to talk about is Isolation. You know, going back and remember when you were in school, remember how great it was knowing that every day the same group of people were going to be in your class? You know, the archetypes, the femme fatale, the jocks, the steroid-induced roid boys, the brainiacs. Uh, You were surrounded by all of these supposed friends, but were they really? Where are they now? They were there to get a degree. Come on, not to be your friend. The kindest thing I can do for you is to be brutally honest. If you're still friends with one or two, you're fortunate. Social media doesn't count. Do you still get together? Are you a part of each other's lives? The answer is a definitive no. You went your separate ways, and you're never going to see each other again. In isolation, you're going to do something predictable. You self-direct, you follow the herd, and you do what everyone else is doing, and you've got nobody in your corner to oppose your ideas and concepts, no matter how, what, silly, outdated, and unprofitable they are, like being an associate. You love these ideas and concepts because you thought them up, but you didn't. You follow the crowd. You gave in to the least common denominator. You didn't think it up. You See, you can't see the error of your thinking. I can. You think that you're doing okay, but when you factor in your overhead, your your debt, your taxes, your, your, your mortgage payment, your credit card debt, you're not going to get ahead. You can't see this when you're an associate. In our program, It's paradigm blindness we affectionately call acute onset retardation, or AOR. When people join the new renaissance, they distance themselves from the pack of common chiropractors who believe they are entitled to success rather than earning it. Teddy Roosevelt once said, Far better it is to dare mighty things, to win glorious triumphs, even though checkered by failure than the rank with those poor spirits who neither enjoy nor suffer much because they live in a gray twilight and they don't know victory nor defeat. In T and R we live by a different set of standards, a higher code of honor. We're not looking for the average chiropractor. We're looking for a chiropractor who has always suspected there's an untapped potential within and they're willing to do the work to realize this potential. We're contrarian to the core. We continually challenge what supposedly can't be done. From humanitarian endeavors, income and retention, to seeing kids in difficult cases, we do do rather what most of our profession doesn't and can't. Many joining TNR, were considered outsiders by our families, friends, and peer groups. We're considered a little weird or strange. Some have never felt that they fit in with others and are non-joiners by nature. Prepare to have your expectations exceeded. We have a different worldview to others who accept what can't be done. There's a profound sense of belonging to something bigger than individual success. Being outsiders, the blessings and approvals of other people in society means less to us. This is the fuel that allows us to do great things. It will allow you also to do great things. You now have a supportive community to allow that potential energy of got to become, to become realized and to unfathom levels of achievement. Here's the third concept. You're stuck practicing an outdated adult pain relief model only. If only you could look beyond seeing practice members for a handful of visits and then release them. If only you understood, people will pay inside or outside of insurance for great chiropractic care. The model itself is not sustainable. It has ridiculous competition from other DCs, PTs, massage therapists, opioids, cannabis, nutrition, you name it. It will never allow people to experience the full benefits of chiropractic, and your income will sadly reflect this. You will be permanently chained to the new patient treadmill. You know, plow through a bunch of people, few visits, and have all the stress and expense of finding low-quality new people to replace the departing people, and you keep doing it over and over again. With an updated vitalistic model, you'll obviously help people who are in dire straits, obviously, But in addition, wellness, kids, and difficult cases will be on-manual items. The adventure, the miracles, and the profit will return to your practice. Something you need to know is millennials and Generation X parents are demanding help for their children. The neurological challenges to these kids is at historic highs. There's never been a better time to be a DC who is something above and beyond a pain relief doctor. Not only do you really get an opportunity to change the trajectory of a person's life, the profit is three, five, tenfold the DC down the street. Retention and referral are the solutions, not seeing more and more people for symptomatic relief care only. It's a dead end street. Here's the last concept, concept number four. I'm going to talk about the characteristics of being an owner versus an operator. First, an owner. An owner is a specialized type of person. They're a different kind of cat. They've got a high level and ability level, right? High talent, high ability, plus an additional mindset of ambitious. They're hungry. They have a high mental toughness to rejection, owners recognize and welcome the need to promote and champion their offices they work on promoting the office as well as putting the work in the office they have a sixth sense for hiring and firing staff and building great teams They are also great clinicians great educators and almost naturally make great relationships with their practice members now an operator on the other hand is more inclined to be a clinician or a technician only. They're the doers of the service, the bakers of the cookies. They do not want all the responsibility of being an owner. They always defer to doing things they're comfortable with. Venturing into the unknown causes severe stage fright, procrastination, and excuses. They're similar to teachers in the way that some people teach, the teachers rather. They love the kids, I get that, but they don't put the kids in the seats. These DCs don't want to become involved, nor do they have the skill set, the mindset, or the ability in new patient acquisition, retention, referral, exponential profit, hiring, firing of the staff. It's a people-pleasing friendship mentality instead of leadership. Their modest Wendy's-like income reflects this. An owner will learn factors of 10 to 20 times more than an operator. If an operator strays away from their roots and endures all the time, effort, and money to open their own practice, they will meet with emotional and financial disaster. So whether you're an owner or an operator, that's not the right, there's no right or wrong. It's just when an owner attempts to be an operator or an operator attempts to be an owner, that's the, the fit isn't right. Now, in closing, if you find yourself in a self-imprisoned associate nightmare, and if this is the time to claim your freedom, click or call me, and your journey will begin towards what you really went to school for. Be honest with yourself. If it's time to upgrade, we need to talk. This is Dr. Kevin. Thanks for listening, and tune in to the next podcast.